It's 2011 and the Arab Spring is raging. A lesbian activist in Syria starts a blog. She names it Gay Girl in Damascus. Am I crazy? Maybe. As her profile grows, so does the danger. The object of the email was, please read this while sitting down. It's like a genie came out of the bottle and you can't put it back. Gay Girl Gone. Available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Please join the players, coaches, and the entire hockey community as we celebrate a life lost too soon. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and cheer one more time for number 47, Adam Johnson. That's a tribute to former NHL player Adam Johnson. During a match between two UK hockey teams last October, another player's skate cut across his neck, and Adam Johnson died not long after. His death led many hockey players, from those in the NHL all the way down to neighborhood beer leagues, to wonder, could that happen to me? Well, months later, Toronto's Ike Werner found out, and he is with me in studio now. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good to have you here. You play in rec league hockey? Yes. Yeah, correct. And so, let's begin with the beginning. What happened to you on the ice earlier this month? Well, like, just honestly, hearing that clip um, really is making all of this very real again. Um, this really rattled you. It did, yeah. yeah. Um, so... About three weeks ago, I was playing my regular Sunday game, um, and I was cut with a skate across my neck. What happened? Like, what, 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 how did you fall fall on the ice or something? Or? I had not no, and um, tell you the truth, like I kind of have blacked the incident out. Um, but uh, Chris Johnson of the TSN and the Athletic uh, has viewed footage of it, and he's assured me that it really was just an innocent hockey play that we've seen a thousand times. Um, I was playing defense. I poked the puck away. Uh, I was standing, and through that play, a player's skate came up and came across my neck. Um, and you don't remember that? No, the my really my first uh, recollection is bending over and picking up my hockey stick. Um, I wrapped the shaft of my stick in pride tape, and so there was a like that's that's my first really recollection of it. Um, I skated over to the bench where uh, a friend uh, on my team looked at my neck, and uh, at that point, an official had come over as well. And they, uh, they very calmly said, you need to leave the ice. So did you uh, realize, like, you don't remember it, but did you realize in that moment that you'd been, that you'd been sliced? No. Did, was no. there a lot of blood? There or? really was not much blood. Um, it kind of felt like a jersey burn, if you will, like there was some kind of friction there. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I looked in the mirror when I got into the dress room that I realized the severity of the cut. It was a very significant uh, gash in my neck. Um, you could see how how serious it was. Very much so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was no blood. Um, I understand that just because of how clean the cut was, how sharp the skate was that came across my neck. And so at this point, it is worth saying where you were playing this game because this is an important part of the story. Very much so, yeah. So um, I play uh, at the Ford Performance Center, which happens to be the practice facility for. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Marlies and so forth. Um, the pad uh, that we were on, there's there's four ice drinks at mm-hmm. that facility. 
Um, the pad we were on for that day was the Leafs practice facility. And, and so knowing that, you decide I need to get some help. What happened? You called 911 or something like that? Yeah. So uh, again, going back to the dressing room, uh, looked in the mirror, uh, I turned around and I remember my friend uh, Jack just looking at me. He said, yes, man, like this is serious. We need to get medical attention. We were going to go to the lobby and call an ambulance. But uh, when we stepped out of the dressing room, um, I, I looked to my right and it's the next closest dressing room was the, the Leafs change room. Um, they had practiced immediately before our game. Um, and so I just made the call in the moment saying that's closer. Uh, and I had, a, I just had this, you know, thought that they would have someone who is better suited, uh, than myself, uh, to attend to this. So what did, did you do? There was a cameraman. We, we asked him if, if he could get some help. He banged on the door um, with a great sense of urgency, um, where then the, the Leaf staff just kind of whisked me into, uh, at first, the equipment room, where then um, they realized, you know, this was a significant cut. Um, and then we walked over into the, uh, the, the actual medical room where they attended to the wound. Because the Leaf team doctors were there because they had just practiced. Yeah, it was the, their medical training staff, okay. um, uh, Neil Davidson and Paul Iowette. Um, yeah, and they, they were there, I guess, attending to players that had just finished practice and so forth. And so they, they took a look uh, at the cut. And, what did they say? And so th I want to give them a lot of credit because at this point, um, and I was having a lot of serious thoughts about what could be going on right now, um, you know, thinking about the Adam Johnson incident and so forth. And so they kind of went through all the vitals and, and so forth, and they assured me that I wasn't going to die. Um, and that really calmed uh, the situation for me where I could kind of, you know, collect myself. Um, and so they, yeah, they, they kind of patched me up enough before I was sent to the hospital uh, where, where then I kind of went under the care of St. Joseph's for some stitches and so forth. What was going through, do you, do you mind me asking what was going through your mind when you're thinking of this, when, when you're there and they're looking at you? Yeah. So again, that, that clip of, uh, of Adam Johnson really kind of sums up what could have been. I really went to some, you know, scary places where, you know, I have, uh, an unbelievable partner at home and we just welcomed a newborn in November, um, yeah, just, just really thinking about them in that moment um, and not wanting to, you know, have my daughter grow up without a dad and my wife not to have her partner. Um, but thankfully, because of, uh, you know, the, the actions and the demeanor of the Leaf staff uh, that, you know, quickly went away, um, still understanding the severity though, of the fact that I had a, a very large cut across my neck. What did the doctors at the hospital say? When they stitched you up, what did they say about how lucky you were? Yeah, that, that lucky is the word of that day and of the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I had multiple uh, doctors attend to me uh, over the period at St. Joseph's, and every single one of them just said, you're so lucky. Um, you because know, of where it cut and how it cut, or in the fact that it missed everything, it missed everything. I, it missed everything, right? So, um, you know, 
I, I have a, a friend who, who is a doctor at St. Joseph, actually, and he kind of, you know, shared with me just how fascinating the neck is and that it really houses a lot of vital, uh, you know, components to, to our, our bodies, whether that be, you know, the veins and arteries, but also your vocal cords, the esophagus and so forth. Um, and where the cut happened, even though it, it did cut into the muscle and it was very deep, it missed all of those things. Um, and so just lucky. So I've been sitting here this whole time. I mean, and I'm supposed to be making eye contact with you as I talk to you, but I'm also looking at the slash on your neck, which is just above the, the collar line of your sweater, kind of straight across in the front of your neck there. How are you doing now? I'm well. It's a strange thing given the circumstance. Um, you know, physically I'm doing well. The wound has healed extremely well. I had my stitches removed late last week. Um, I obviously have this constant reminder when I look in the mirror uh, of this scar. Um, there's still some psychological and mental impact uh, that I will be, you know, working through with my therapist um, and, you know, with the support of, of my wife. Um, but yeah, really, really doing well. And I mean, you're here. Li life takes a, a different meaning when something like this happens. What about, so. what about hockey? I mean, we just have a minute or so left. But one of the things that came out of this awful Adam Johnson story was that a lot of players thought, you know, should I wear a neck guard? Could I wear a neck guard? Can I get a neck guard? You actually talked to the doctor who treated you about this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was one of those players, you know, I, I, I had looked into uh, neck protection immediately after the incident. Um, they were very difficult to come by because everyone else was also purchasing them. Um, yeah. So I've and why I'm doing these, this interview, Matt, is really to get that word out is find a neck guard, look for one, wear one. Um, I know a lot of leagues will not be mandating the neck guards, but that doesn't stop the individual from making choices. And so this, this uh, emergency room doctor, um, you know, as they were tending to me, committed that they wouldn't step on the ice until they also had a neck guard moving forward. Because they're a hockey player as well. Because they're a hockey player as well, yeah. And so I, I've, I've, you know, had a lot of uh, friends, um, old teammates, and random strangers kind of reach out and, and let me know that, uh, you know, my story and the fact that it can happen in, in rec league, in beer league on mm -hmm. a Sunday, um, really brings it home to people. And so hopefully... Um, my story can be the last uh, of, of these incidents mm. or one of the last, and, and it can kind of change some behaviors. I'm glad you're here. Thanks, Matt. Are you going to play hockey again? Going to be a while, but uh, I do love the game. So I hope you're a Leafs fan, too. <laughs> if not, then keep that quiet. <laughs> yeah, not, not, a, not a Leafs fan, but definitely a fan of uh, the folks behind the scenes, again, for, for the care that they, they provided me. Ike, thank you very much. Thanks, man. Take care of yourself. Ike Werner lives and plays hockey in Toronto. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.